0: Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast. You're listening to the short version where we're going through the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 10. I'm going to pick up in verse 10 and read down through verse 14. By this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices, which can never Take away sins. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified." Well, this chapter just keeps getting better and better. If you'll remember, in the couple of previous episodes, the writer's now moving into a discussion that's very focused on the truth that what the law and the sacrifices under the law could not do to take away sin, Jesus did through His sacrifice. And not only did it take away our sins, but it also took away our consciousness of them. We don't have to live in a constant awareness of sin in our lives That it set us free from what the writer calls a consciousness of sin. And we talked about how God is not sin conscious. God is not thinking about our sin because the whole provision of the new covenant, which we're going to see again, actually in tomorrow's episode, where he requotes Jeremiah 31 and he tells, us that God says, I will not remember your sins anymore. And so it's a removal from his awareness of our sin. And this is one of the most liberating and powerful truths of the gospel is that God is not thinking about sin. He's not thinking about your sin. He's not thinking about my sin and the provision of Jesus and what he's accomplished sets us free from us thinking about our sin, not being obsessed and not worrying and really coming to a place of freedom because this is the whole point. Because under the Old Covenant... People were kept in bondage, and a reminder of their sin was in place year after year. We saw in the previous episode that in those sacrifices there was a reminder of sin over and over. So we pick up in verse 10 today, and it says there that by this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. There it is again. Once and for all, this little phrase keeps popping up. And it is something that does us very good to consider, to meditate on, that what Jesus accomplished has been finished once and for all. And we have been sanctified. Now, I've mentioned this idea of sanctification already in the last episode. It's not so much an idea of our moral behavior more than it is God setting us aside for His purpose, for the purpose for which we were designed, so that we could be in perfect relationship with Him. So when you think about sanctification, keep that in mind. Now, do I believe there is a practical aspect to sanctification, to us living in a way that demonstrates us being set aside? Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute, because there's a very important truth that I want to show us in the end of this episode, but we'll get there in just a minute. That's in verse 14. But before we get there, let's look at verses 11 and 12. Again, super important truth. The priest stood daily offering time after time, the same sacrifices. There's that phrase again, time after time, time after time over and against once and for all. I just want this to settle heavily in your mind and in your spirit once and for all. It's not time after time anymore because those sacrifices were unable to take away sins. So they had to be done over and over and over. But in verse 12, Jesus, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, He sat down at the right hand of God. This is a powerful truth and something that we need to get a hold of. And we need to live in the reality of this truth that Jesus did once and for all what was necessary. Not only once and for all as the one sacrifice, but once and for all, for all sins, for all time. All sins for all time, not some sins for some time. But all sins for all time. And when he finished that work, he sat down at the right hand of God. There is nothing remaining for him to do in regards to sin. And there's nothing that we have to do except to enter in to this finished work of Jesus. And the writer says there in verse 13 that in sitting down, he is waiting from that time onward until his enemies be made a footstool for his feet. Now, the is telling us in verse 13, this truth, that the reality is that the enemies of God, death, sin, the devil, those enemies are still at work in the world. They are not yet fully under Jesus's feet. He has defeated their power. He has released the world from their grip. And for all those that will come to him by faith, they'll experience the release and the forgiveness of their sins, which this is the very crux of what these enemies want to do. They want to hold mankind in his sin, in his bondage, so that he cannot relate freely to God. But Jesus has done everything necessary to release us from our sins, from the power of our enemies. But those enemies are yet to be under his feet as a footstool. That day is going to come and he will have ultimate victory over them in a very practical way. But until then, they still are operating in the world to cause people to sin and to keep people in bondage. So the writer is focusing on this truth that the sins have been taken Away, But the source of the sin, those evil enemies that work against us to cause us to live in that condition, they still have power as we give them power. And that's the beauty of what forgiveness does. It releases us from the grip and from the power of the enemy if we allow this work to go deep into our hearts. And then in verse 14, he makes this statement. For by one offering, he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. I love this verse. It is a powerful verse. And what I want to do... It's focused on this verse from a technical standpoint because it has so much richness in it that we don't necessarily see from just reading the English. I want to do a little bit of grammar work here, but I think it will be a blessing. So what the writer is saying in the original language, he's saying by one offering, there's the one again, he has perfected. That is a verb tense that is complete and final. That means the work of perfection. Remember, we've talked about perfection before, that work of bringing us into completion is finished. It is not in process. It is something that was done once through the offering of Jesus. He perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Now, this word, those who are sanctified, it is a very interesting verb tense. It is a continual, ongoing action, but... It's in what we call the passive voice. It means that the action is happening to us. We are not the ones doing the action. That is an active voice. This is a passive voice. This means that the subject is acting on us as the object. So what that tells us is that the writer is saying... Not only have we been perfected and made complete in our ability to relate to God in the designed purpose as his children, but on the side that there is a practical outworking in our lives where we grow and we mature and we change That process is not something that we do actively. It's something that God is doing in us. I'm reminded of what Paul says in Philippians chapter 1. He says, it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So there it is. It's God working in us. He is sanctifying us as we rest in the truth that we are perfected. And we are full and complete in Him, He will do whatever work is necessary to bring us practically into an expression of life that glorifies Him. So, this is such a powerful process and such a liberating process as we rest in all that Jesus has done by offering Himself once and for all for sins for all time. And we can rest in the work now that God does in our lives to bring us to that place to where we glorify Him in all aspects of our lives. So I pray this is an encouragement to you today. It's a powerful, powerful truth. It's really the focal point of the gospel. And I pray that it liberates you today in the name of Jesus. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.